Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends, as we run down that classic sitcom, episode by episode. We are deep in the shit now, in terms of season two, as we have just finished watching season two, episode eight, the one with the list. We are going to talk about it in just a moment. I am Michael, I am one of your hosts, I am joined by part-time circus clown, Elizabeth. Hey Elizabeth, how's it going? Great, how are you? I'm doing alright, you look, you look like, if you'll pardon a crass description, you look like a pig in shit right now. A pig in shit? Yeah, no it's a good thing, it's like, well, pigs love being in shit, they're just comfortable, they're you rolling mud? around. Nah, pig in shit. No. Yeah. So you mean I'm comfortable? You look in your element. You're sitting on the couch. <laughs> you're wearing a comfy bathrobe. You are sipping a glass of whiskey. I mean, yeah, you... Uh, you know, perhaps a more apt description would have been like a queen on her throne. But <laughs> I went for pig and shit. <laughs> Thanks, buddy, Bo. <laughs> Cheers. But you look great. Uh-huh. You look happy. You look comfortable, relaxed. You ready to talk about another good episode of Friends? I'm ready. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. You're not so... Pig and shitly right now. Well, I mean, I have to handle the hosting duties. That means constantly being on edge, you know, edge I am seat. also a host, sir. Yep, but you don't do the diligent note-taking. We'd be lost if it wasn't for no, me. No, no, I, I take notes in my mind. Okay, how did this episode happen? <laughs> how did this episode open? It opened in um, Rachel and Monica's All right, apartment. Okay, fine. see? Oh, Rachel and Monica's apartment. Yeah, you took a real wild stab with that one. It no. always opens in their no, apartment. No, 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 I know that because all of a sudden it just started. Okay. Like, it just True. started with a line. So it did. It did. Was... They did jump right in. But we'll get to that. I, I blame myself. I mm-hmm. Nope, it's my mm-hmm. fault. Don't don't feel bad. I... Eat my shit. <laughs> that you're laying in right now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> God. But then you would just be a pig. Pigs are excellent swimmers. And they're very smart. Tell me more. They're cute. Some of them are. They're all cute. Okay. I bottle fed one once. I'm sorry, everyone. We may or may not have been drinking. So, before we get into today's episode, would you like a round of our popular segment that is sweeping the nation, and the world, in fact, of Ask Elizabeth? Yes. Okay. Do you want to do the theme music, or should we... Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. No, you have to do the same, like, you have to go the next, like, half step above. Oh, okay. So, like, here you start. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Okay. I don't have a question for you this week. This one is posed by one of our Twitter followers. Who? This question comes from Nick Breaker at NickBreakerNCO on Twitter. Great. And his question for you is, and this one's deep and profound, since Chandler is your favorite, and I guess favorite, favorite, male. favorite, favorite male, mm-hmm. what advice would you give him to help him feel more complete as a man and as a friend? Holy crap, yeah, Nick there you Breaker. Go. Jesus. Yeah. More complete as a man and as a friend. And as a friend, yes. Wow, this is a very, very intellectual question. Good it's for a good you, one. Nick. Yeah, none of that easy shit, like who gives the best hugs. What's missing in Chandler's life? You know, we've we've seen him, he, he himself knows that he's a little bit too picky. He's, a, he's quite insecure. He, you know... As a friend, he's maybe a little bit, you know, maybe a bit lacking when it comes to emotional support for his friends. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Where, where could he improve on these things? I think I would just tell him, honestly, like, you can't ask 
much else of a person than to be who they are truly. Oh, come on. No, I'm serious. So, like, he does hide behind his jokes, which he knows. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would raise his awareness around that if he wants to get into deeper and more meaningful relationships. Well, that's but, what Fisher Stevens's Roger tried to do in season one, and he was shunned from the group and cast out. So you would have to take a different approach, I think. I guess I would. The advice I would give him, honestly, is to... Lose a couple of pounds. No. We established that not. in the last episode. Of course not. I don't think I would give him advice. Okay. I would ask him how he feels he could be more complete. Oh, God. What a therapist way of doing it. Way to avoid any hard work on your own account. Ah, what a cop-out. Nick Breaker, I'm sorry to disappoint. That was such a great question, and Elizabeth has taken... You've taken the politician's way out. Taking the therapist's way mm-hmm. out. Well, disappointed on that. I'd tell him to pull his socks up, maybe get in a barroom fight. But is he incomplete, Nick Breaker? Is he incomplete? Yes, though? he's. there's something missing from Chandler. He's got issues with his family... He's they all he's do. unable to have a com- well okay but we're we're talking about Chandler right now. I would t- I would the advice I'd give him is to hand him my phone number. Oh okay. And then I'll make him a complete. Oh <laughs> hey oh. All right, thank you for giving a non-therapist answer to it. I think we've redeemed that section a little bit. You have to give proper answers or people are not going to post their questions. That, I, I, you did well. That was you did a well. tricky one, you, man. It was, yeah. you got to be on your toes. Thank you very much. That was an excellent question. And if you have a friends-related question or maybe just a life-related question, you can tweet us at friendspod, hashtag AskElizabeth, if you have a question for Elizabeth. If you dare. <laughs> if you dare. I mean, you see the quality she's giving out right now. <laughs> Don't worry, she won't always be drinking whiskey when we do these. (laughs) We have just finished watching Season 2, Episode 8, The One with the List. Yes. Which first was shown upon television in the United States of America back on the 16th of November, 1995. You remember what you were doing in November 1995? Being careless and free. Yeah. Well, as a six-year-old. As a six-year-old. Well, as a ten-year-old, the world was a dark and scary place. <laughs> I was probably in school. You were? Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd be probably. in, like, first grade, second First grade. At nine o'clock at night? Oh, it's tar- oh I'd, be, I'd be fast asleep, <laughs> having dreams about, you know, Cookie Monster and all, mm-hmm. the, all the pals. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Sexy dreams about Sesame Street. We know how it is. Sexy dreams? Yeah. My question for you is, what do you reckon the viewing numbers were for this episode? They are higher than the previous episode, which were at 30.5 million. So what do you think we're at now? 31 even. 31 even? Mm Mm-hmm. I can tell you that it's actually 32.9 million viewers, which is... A high for the entire show so far. What? That is outrageous. But, but think about where we are with it. I mean, we have just seen Ross and Rachel kiss. People need to know what's happened. Shit, I was You're going to tune off. in for that. I mean, Dang. that's what people have been waiting for. They want to see what happens next. Yeah. We got that kiss. Here we are. Wow, I did not think it would get up to almost 33, though. That is... Yeah, pretty pretty impressive, Does right? Does it get any higher than that? I can't possibly tell you. No, just in general. Probably. Overall? I, I don't know. Maybe the end, like the You're last implying one. that I, like, look, study up on this, like, more than two seconds before we hit record on You don't have show. it memorized? I do not. I'm not some sort of idiot savant when it comes to episodes of Friends. Like a Friends wizard. In many ways. I mean, I do have a beard. A so frizzard. A frizzard. 
<laughs> I am a fr- well, I have a frizzy beard, so I'm a frizzy frizzard. I wonder what people think we look like. I don't know. <laughs> now that we know Michael has a beard. Mm-hmm. So does Elizabeth. I wish. <laughs> so we open, as you said, as you rightly remembered, in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Yes, sir. We open it on Rachel, and she just dives right in. She's like, Ross and I kissed, and Monica and Phoebe freak out. They're like, oh my god, we're so happy, yay, hooray. They sort of grab wine, they settle down, they want to hear all about it. They want to hear all the details, they want to hear all the goss. They are just so happy about it. Which is kind of creepy, with Monica there. Well... I feel like initially it's not too creepy. It's just like girls kind of wanting to hear the gossip, but it gets a little creepy because then like Phoebe's like, describe the kiss. And Rachel's like, well, he starts with his hands on my waist and then they go up into my hair. And then you get a shot of Monica who sort of like throws her hair back and she's sort of like, oh, that sounds so great. And you're like, that's your brother, mate. I mean, it's nice that you're happy for them. And it's like, yeah, I want to hear what happened. But, like, to be like, woo, yeah. Well, they have a very, very close relationship, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit. But but it wasn't like Monica asking, you know? She yeah. wanted to be there for it, but it was more Phoebe asking all the intimate questions. Right, right, yeah, right. Not yeah. that bad, I guess. She didn't ask how big his dick was. Oh, yeah. Lord. Anyway, uh, so she sort of... Goes into, everyone's really excited about it, and Rachel goes, like, into details, and she sort of describes it as this big seminal moment. She's like, oh, and then he ran his fingers through my hair. And, like, it was, you know, it was nice. You know, it was an important moment for her. Yeah. Then we cut to the guys, huddled around a box of pizza on Joey and Chandler's foosball table, and Ross is just like, and then I kissed her. And they're all just like, oh, go, cool, go. Cool. And then Joey goes, tongue? And Ross is like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> and then we open the show. Shows such a difference between men and women. Pretty good though, right? I'm, I'm wondering, I'm curious though, because I'm not a man. Yeah. Do guys talk about the intimate details of relationships and, you know, sex or whatever? I can't speak for all men, and I wouldn't even go as far as to say that I am your typical bloke. I'm not, I'm not one of the lads, maybe, as you would say. But, uh, no, I don't think so. No. I would probably go as far as to say I wouldn't tell my friends that I did that. Mm. But do you know, like, other guy friends that, do they offer that information up? Is it even asked about? No. Well, like, I I think the, you wouldn't just, like, you wouldn't, like, talk about, like, just kissing a girl randomly because, you know, it's no big deal. It happens all the time, right? But, <laughs> um, I think, like, we would bring it up, like, if we were in a conundrum like Ross's and we'd be like, well, I kissed her, but I'm still stuck with this girl. Who do you think I should, like, choose? Like, I think then you would maybe talk about it a bit more, but you wouldn't talk about, like, the details of the kiss. Or, you like, if be you like, had slept with someone for the first time, you um, wouldn't talk about every intimate detail of I mean, women Well, you do. wouldn't even tell your friends that you had just slept with someone for the first time. Oh, dang. No. Women are like, what color underwear is he wearing? And then, and then what did he say right then? And then what did he say, like... No. You get every intimate detail. I just I feel like that's, so. a, that's the difference between girlfriends and, and guy friends. You know what? This this show kind of throws up that there's such a boundary between guys and girls. And what's it so does. great about our podcast is we're almost knocking that boundary down because we're like conferring between the two sides. It's a beautiful thing, Elizabeth. It's so beautiful. It's so good. It's bringing a tear to my eye. Yeah. So that opened the episode. Really good. Off to a good start, I would say. I yeah. think we're in good territory with it's this one. It's engaging. You want to know more. Mm-hmm. We return back to the show in Central Perk. Chandler has a cool new laptop. 
<laughs> it looks so old. Which looks about the size of a briefcase. <laughs> basically. The screen is so small and the rest of it's so thick. It's just, oh boy. Yeah. But he spouts off a bunch of stuff. He's very happy with his new toy. Um, did he get that through work or did he just buy it on his own? I think he just got it on his own. Oh, okay. Like, it's, it's, it's set up for home use. He has, like, a desktop computer at work. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Monica is looking for work. Joey is there to... There, she's sort of going through wanted ads, and she's like, oh, I can't find any work for love nor money. So Joey asks, oh, would you be willing to cook naked? To which Monica's like, there's a job that requires me to cook naked. And he's like, no, but I thought if you would be willing to cook naked, you might be willing to dance naked. Which is... Mm. That's pretty funny. Typical Joey. Well, you know. He's just trying to help in his own way. Ross arrives in Central Perk. And everyone's sort of like, Ooh, here you go. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. But he, typically, is not too happy. He's like, yeah, it was nice, but I feel bad about Julie. As he should. Yes, he should. He should feel guilty. So now Ross is faced with a conundrum. Rachel or Julie? Rachel or Julie? He's talking about it with his friends, and then Rachel appears from a secret door in Central Park that we never knew was there before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, like, located off behind the seat to the right by the couch. She just appears. He's like, oh, no, there's Rachel. And then Julie turns up as well. He's like, oh, no, Julie. <laughs> ah, well, there we go. Uh, Phoebe tries to break the tension by singing a song. She has written a song, as we've already discussed Phoebe is a very literal songwriter. She sings about what she knows. She sings about what's around her. Uh-huh. And she has written a song for this occasion. For the love triangle between <laughs> Julie Ross and it's, Rachel. <laughs> uh, and it's about a, a, ma- a man called Neil and a woman named... Betty. Betty. And she's singing along. And yeah, it's like, this is a song about a uh, love triangle. It's hypothetical. And this song is called They Kissed Last Night or something. You're like, oh. Oh, it's so good. You were no. laughing a lot during I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really funny. Is she coming around to Phoebe? Well, just the whole situation is very funny. Uh, so she sits and plays this song with Julie and Ross and Rachel and everyone else all listening. And, like, the end of the song is like, he must decide. He must decide. Which will be the one that he casts aside. <laughs> and then he basically... The, the third woman in the song is called Luli, which is, you know, again, a bit on the nose. If you were Julie, do you think you would, like, twig that something was a bit suspicious? No. No? You wouldn't? I'd be like, oh, Phoebe with whatever. But you're yeah. like, Ross, why are you sweating so profusely? What's what's going on? But I don't think she's noticing. She's, like, watching Phoebe sing. Yeah, she's a very attentive audience member. And Rachel had her back to them and was watching Phoebe sing as well, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, no, I don't think I'd. Ross like, is sweating. Rachel is tugging nervously on her collar. She's I like, would just no. be like, what? What does she even? Where does she get these things? You know, I, <laughs> I wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, fair enough. So Ross is then faced with a dilemma, basically, and that is where we're at for this episode. Yes. Monica has a job interview. She goes in and she is interviewing for a position. There is a, a new food stuff that they are looking to launch onto the market. It is pitched to her by another another comedic heavyweight, another American comedic heavyweight in the form of Michael McKean, who you didn't recognize initially, but you do know him, of course. Yeah. Uh, fellow bandmate of Harry Shearer, who, of course, we saw in, in season one, did fantastic mm-hmm. in season one as the animal fighting promoter that was wanting Marcel. Oh, yeah. But this guy, Michael McKean, who won't, who you'll probably know from This Is Spinal Tap and uh, A Mighty Wind, 
he he's there and he's playing like a sort of sleazy businessman and he's he's pitching this this new alternative to chocolate, mocklet, mocklet. Which and he wants he's basically hiring Monica, Monica to come on board and basically come up with some new recipes for this this new thing, which is easier said than done. Well, he's trying to promote Mocklet to be kind of the brand you use for Thanksgiving. Right. Because Easter and Christmas and all the other ones already have chocolate. Right. So he wants Mocklet to be what you turn to in Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Yeah, because you do have lots of dessert and whatnot on Thanksgiving. True, true. But there's a catch, isn't there? There is. And what is that catch? Mocklet's disgusting. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you look really unsure on that, but like, yeah, oh no. Nope. I feel like I'm in, I'm in class again. The teacher's called to me as I was like daydreaming. <laughs> like, no, you know the answer to this. We did yeah, just watch it. Yeah, she she ate it and was talking about how it's crumbly and how it's bubbling in her mouth. And... I mean, I've had some chocolate that is crumbly. Yeah, but maybe it, she meant more mm-hmm. like disintegrating or something. But oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. So I guess mocklet is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, she's pretty desperate for a job. So. Yeah, well, she's kind of drawn between her integrity as a chef and, you know, an artist to a certain respect, and also the fact that she's unemployed and she needs some money, so... I mean, it's a good challenge to create new dishes with this product, Look, so... Look, full credit to her, she throws herself into it with all the enthusiasm and gusto you would expect from old Monica Geller. Right, she's great. She gives it her all, she whether eats. she believes in it or not. You want her to be around, I yeah like, in I, general. She's a good employee. She's, she's good, I, you know. Yeah. She's never going to quit on you. Nope. Meanwhile, Rachel is a little bit worried that Ross is going to choose Julie over her. They haven't really spoken. Um, Ross has kind of just left her dangling there. I don't know what kind of conversations they had after their kiss. We never were privy to it. But nope. presumably there would have been some sort of conversation. She would have been like, well, now that you've kissed me, I take it you're going to break up with Julie. But no, apparently not. He didn't give her any sort of reassurances. Could have just been a kiss and then like a... And then they, they just... go separate ways. <laughs> Without saying anything? I don't know, man. You see that in other shows and movies and whatnot. But not in real life. This isn't real life. This is a sitcom. It's bloody well near real life to me, oh, Elizabeth. please. If I could get away with not working 23 <laughs> hours out of my day. Uh, fair enough. Ross is equally torn. He doesn't know who to pick, basically. He's, you know, it's Rachel, you guys. But Julie's also great, you know? We all like Julie. I'm a big fan of Julie. You're you're okay with her. You mildly tolerate her. She's fine. She's fine. She's done nothing bad towards you. Joey suggests a threesome. (laughs) You know, this is, again, Joey offering up advice to people. Joey just needs to stop giving people I know, advice. Right? I mean, he's he's not helpful. No. Chandler, in perhaps maybe an even worse suggestion than the threesome, the he, he suggests that the, he compiles a list of their pros and cons. Is that bad advice? Well, it turned out to be bad advice for Ross. I know, but like, honestly, if you're sitting with your friends, you're like, I just don't know what to choose. It's like a big decision on which job should I take or which car should I buy? You know, you do pros and cons mm-hmm. lists. Right. And I'm a very logical person. I like to make a list as well. But I think there is a difference between compiling a list on taking a new job or what car to buy. And which which is just should just come down to being about the facts and what you need. Whereas when it comes to matters of the heart, you know. I'm an old romantic, Elizabeth. You know, I'm a, I'm a big softie. When it comes to matters of the heart and relationships and human emotion, it's more instinctual. you got to listen to your heart. 
you can't just you can't just make a list like a robot and then you know and when I say hard I do mean hard equations and rational thinking <laughs> no I don't mean that I mean it should be instinctual like I'm all for a list but I think in this situation it was it was probably bad form eh, I mean he's kind of out of options it's mm-hmm. just like well sure let's just do that whatever and uh, like I love there was a little bit while Chandler sort of pitching the list and it's basically because he wants an opportunity to use his computer. He's like, yeah, we can right. do it on my computer. And then he takes about 10 seconds being like, I can change the fonts. I can put it in bold. It's like, mate, it's 2017. We know how a fucking word processor works. I know. He's proud, though. I know. know? But like, it's how exciting. far have we come in 22 years where it's like, you can change the font, you say, Chandler. What magic device is this that you have in this apartment? 95? I mean, yeah, that was a huge deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just thought it was funny like to hear someone explain like explain how a word processing device works now. Aww. I thought Chan Chan. It, it's very cute. So they compile a list. So cute. It's a pretty pretty harsh list to be fair. They start with Rachel's cons. She's yes. spoiled. I made I made a, a list of the list. I made a note of the list. She's she's spoiled. She's um Which which is not fair anymore. She's not spoiled. She's not, not, spo- not like, anymore. Especially no? since she turns down most of her dad's offers to like Exactly. She is not spoiled anymore. That's not fair. Yeah. That's for, maybe in high school she was spoiled, but So maybe he's thinking of that cuz well, for a while. That's that's not fair. But okay, she's spoiled. She's, she's um ditzy. Which is she? Like ditzy's what? Like sort of airheaded? I guess but at times but so is Joey. I don't think she's that ditzy. Like maybe she doesn't think Phoebe's more all the way. Phoebe's more ditzy. Hmm. Ditsy's sort the of most fair. Yeah, too into her looks. I mean, she takes pride in her appearance, certainly, but we've never like. We don't see that. No. Yeah, we I don't, don't think see her so either. Saying like, "Oh, I have to go redo my hair." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't see it. Doesn't so it's really, kind of yeah. really holding up. She's just a waitress. That's harsh. It is harsh, but it's like on its own, out of context. But it was that came after saying, "Well, Julie." we have a similar profession so we have a lot to talk about whereas Rachel is just a waitress but ju- the word just is what's harsh about it I know but it's it's slightly better when considered in the whole context I think I know but then Chandler writes down just a yes, waitress yes he does and then chubby ankles which is fair enough <laughs> fuck off I don't chubby know chubby ankles like cankles I don't know I can't imagine she has chubby ankles. Of course ankles. not. She's like 13 pounds. Yeah. And then they, they do the cons for Julie. Which is kind of sweet. Oh, what is it? Her con is that she's not Rachel. Wow. That's it. That's it, isn't it? You don't even need to write it down. Yeah, that's it. That's, you're done. delete the file right there. They don't even go into their prose. Either yeah. of them. She's just not Rachel. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the instinct. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to write a list for that. Or if he'd start with Julie rather than Rachel's cons. Someone else suggested let's start oh. with Rachel. No, someone suggested let's start with the cons because they're more fun. Oh, I thought someone. Oh, oh maybe they did. I don't know. Well, maybe I don't know. This is the expert analysis you get when you listen to our show, by the way. Expert. Let's go back and watch it again. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that kind of leaves it with that. He sort of looks wistfully in the distance and goes, "She's she's not Rachel," and that kind of tells you all that you need to know about yeah. the decision he's going to make. Monica, meanwhile, is cooking mocklet recipes for the gang. Mocklet. Can't remember what she makes. I do. Tell us. She makes mocklet chip cookies. Oh, yes, of course. She makes like a a pie with a mocklet 
cookie crust. Okay. And it doesn't matter. It's not that important. Like Go back and like cake with cranberries. Okay, good. Ah, very good. Thank you. And so she serves them up to Phoebe and Rachel. Rachel takes a bite and goes, oh my God. And and Monica's like, oh, oh my God, you like it? And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you let me put this crap in my mouth. And they don't like it. And that's that's kind of where we're at with that. Yep. Elsewhere, Chandler is trying to get his laptop to print. He is on on the phone to a hotline, making fun of them, the geeks on the end of the phone for watching Star Trek. Yeah, because they're not helping him and his printer's not printing. Mm-hmm. Ross comes in uh, and and tells him that he's just broken up with Julie. He's, he's broken up with her. And that's it. You know, spoiler alert, that's the last we see of Julie. I seem to remember being in it way more. Really? It's kind of like the Mr. Heckles thing. Yeah, she was yeah. in what? She was in this episode very briefly, and then she was... Three? Yeah, three or four before then. Yeah, I seem to remember being a bigger deal. I'm worried that the character that I love so much is in it a lot less than I remember Isn't it like them being in it. ten seconds? Is it actually Gunther? Is it Gunther? It's not Gunther. Gun- no, Gunther, again, spoiler alert, he's in it for the, the whole shebang. He doesn't go anywhere. Does he have any lines? Yes, he's going to get lines. He's going to become... He's going to have, like, his own shit going on oh, soon enough. Oh, God. But... Yeah, I'm, we haven't seen this character yet. It must be the next episode. It, like, it's got to be soon. I mean, it's Please. been a while since you've watched Friends. So. I know. Oh, God. I hope Your it's soon. Your memory could be a little off. It could be, like, season nine, for all we know. No, no. It's definitely this season. Where were we? So, he just broke up with Julie. Yes, okay. How did we get there? Okay. He just broke up. Oh, yeah. Julie's gone. Yeah, situation. we're never going to see Julie again. Okay. Who's the drunk one here? Both of us. <laughs> definitely. He chooses Julie. Nope, chooses Rachel, breaks oh, up boy. with Julie. Come on, Michael. <laughs> I even out. wrote chooses Julie. I'm reading my notes here. Oh, no. So then... You better cross that out before you can use yourself anymore. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's I, your pen. I know how it works. You know, he, he sort of goes, yeah, I broke up with her. There was crying. She threw things. He hit me. You know, she was upset. Good thing they didn't get a cat together. Oh, yeah. Poor Michael. Poor Bob Buttons. No, it's Michael. I know. <laughs> Bob Buttons is what heckles what to call the cat that he found. Oh, I did not get that reference. Yeah. Needs to watch some more friends. You just need to watch them six more times. Yeah, and then I'll get it. The like everyone ones. else in the world. Yep. So he uh, he's telling them that. Rachel pops by and and Ross is like, Oh, by the way, I just broke up with Julie. In fact, no, Joey says it. But then he gives her a hug and it looks like, Oh my god, they're gonna get together and the audience cheer and they're like, Yay, hooray. So they're gonna go for a walk to kind of talk things out. Ross goes to get her jacket. She's kind of like floating, walking on sunshine, and then she sees Chandler's massive computer screen, and she sees her name on it, and she's like, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's nothing, and he closes it, and then it prints out, because the printer starts working, and then Ross comes back, and Rachel's like, he's written something about me, and they've got this piece of paper, and like they're trying to keep it from her. You know, you could just tear it up and eat it, and say, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. <laughs> and eat it. Like, yeah. There are lots of things you could do. There but they... are so many things you could have said that it was. Yeah. I think the diary would have been the best one. Well, yeah, but, okay, so, she's like, okay, Ross comes back in, gives her the coat, oh, and Rachel says, I saw my name on Chandler's computer, and he won't tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. Someone could have easily been like, look, Ross just told us that He'd broken up with Julie. We were really excited, so we were going to kind of plan something, but we wanted to, like, write everyone's schedules down. Yeah, that's a little far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, they could have done better. Anyway, so 
they they sort of settle on Chandler had written a short story and they get him to read it out and he reads like a couple of lines and it's terrible <laughs> and then Ross is like that's it that's all you wrote you're the worst writer <laughs> and just like delivery there I mean it was good we we give Ross a hard time but that yeah, was yeah that was real good solid delivery yeah and Rachel didn't believe a word of that. nope so she snatches the list and she reads it and she gets very very upset mm-hmm. she she gets very very upset about the list and she storms off. And leaves leaves Ross locked out of the apartment. And he blew it. He but fucking blew it, Elizabeth. Question, Michael. What? If if it was reversed. Like, so say, put yourself in Rachel's shoes. Mm-hmm. If you found a list by this girl that you really wanted to be with. And had all these cons and another person. Whatever. Would you react the same way? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be thrilled at that list being... I think I could probably get over it, but... But would you... Would you take the list to heart? Or would you see the con of the other person saying, but it's not you? And wouldn't that be enough? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, it is. So anyway, yeah, she's mad. Ross is like, ah, god damn it, I blew it. Um... Monica goes back to the Mocklet salesman and she has a bunch of ideas and he's like, and like, she's basically worked it out where she made like coconut Mocklet chip cookies and she's like, yeah, in this recipe, it's like four cups of coconut and four cups of sugar and a teaspoon of Mocklet. Like she's basically trying to work around it by putting in very, very small amounts. But then he's just like, it doesn't matter. We, We didn't get FDA approval. So... It's not fit for consumption, basically. And then he sort of ends up being like, you didn't eat a lot of it, did you? And she was like, well, I ate some. And he's like, well, uh, that's fine. Some isn't a lot. <laughs> so, uh, bad luck, Monica. Better luck next time. Yeah, poor Monica. At least she got paid for her. For yeah, her yeah, exactly. I mean, just, what does she care? She got yeah. paid anyway. But, um, yeah, another really great guest performance, I thought. Michael mm-hmm. McKean up there with Harry Shearer and uh, Fisher Stevens as uh, great guest stars. They're doing really well. You love Fisher Stevens. He was good. Bring back Roger. You love him. What's he up to now? I don't know. Ross, in an effort to get back with Rachel, she's locked him out of the apartment, so he climbs up the drain pipe onto the balcony in the pouring rain. He has a new list. The list of Ross. Drink it in, man. Um, He has a new list. It's the list of Rachel's pros he starts reading them rachel closes the blinds goes into her room isn't interested everyone else comes into the apartment opens the blinds while he's still reading the list they let him into the apartment he knocks on the door he's like rachel rachel come on we can work it out it's fine and she's like no you know imagine all of the things that you hate the most about yourself and then imagine seeing it on a list that somebody that you really cared about had made you know how would that make you feel like they think the same things yeah and they use it as a reason not to be with you yeah and fair enough. Yeah, it's kind of fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah, she's yeah, she's adamant. There's going to be no second chances. You you blew it basically, and this is this is nailed on even later when we see her kind of looking out the window, all mopey in the rain. Did you just poke yourself in the eye with your straw? Yeah. And that's what you get. Don't put that in. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. <laughs> don't put it in. It hurts. <laughs> don't put it in. I I won't. Michael, don't put it in. I poked myself in the eye with this. <laughs> How can I not? No, come on, man. We'll see. Oh, I really. 
Anyway, this is a really I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a powerful moment. moment. I really care about their relationship. She is looking out the window in the rain. She is contemplating life. Monica gets a phone call. It's clearly Ross on the other end of the phone. He doesn't ask to speak to Rachel. He just asks that Monica turn on the radio. And Monica turns on the radio and perfect timing. A song has just ended and the DJ is like, this song goes out to Rachel. It's from Ross. He's really sorry for what he did. He hopes he can forgive her. And then the most beautiful love song of all time starts playing. You two's with or without you. Is that the most beautiful love okay, song? Okay, maybe not, but it is definitely the only good song that you two ever managed to come up with. So. Whoa. Oh, shoot. No way. All right. Window you got... in the Sky. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I love right. that one. Sweetest Thing's quite good, too. So. Oh, yeah. Or, um, Mysterious, like, she moves in Mysterious. Nah, don't like that one. Oh, I like it. Okay, um, so. <laughs> beautiful Day? Yeah, it's fine. All right. They start playing that. That song starts playing, and you think, oh, this is going to melt her heart. Because, you might not know this in the 1990s, Elizabeth, but this was the best way to somebody's heart. Like, I was, when I, re- I remember watching this episode, I'm thinking, that is the most romantic thing you could do. Oh, you thought that? Is put on a request on the radio. Like, you are announcing to the world that you fucked up, and Aww. you are sorry. Did you ever do that for a girl? No, of course not. Why not? Because it's the most romantic thing, Michael. Because it's something that you do in a TV show. Yeah, it's not, true. yeah, it's not really. Because like, what are the chances they're even going to be listening? What's the point? Sure. Forget it. You know, now in podcasts, Mary, I'm sorry. Please take me back. <laughs> um, that hoe. So you think this is going to melt Rachel's icy heart? Not melt. Yeah, melt an icy heart. No. Yeah. Warm it. Yeah, warm her icy heart. <laughs> Jesus. Or cool her her hot heart. Cool her fiery heart. Just just move along. One or the other. Anyway, you think she's going to warm to it or cool to it. Just, just. Because she she picks up the phone and you think, oh my God, it's going to, she's going to call Ross and it's going to be fine. And then you cut to Ross listening in the apartment and then the song just cuts off and the DJ's like, we just got a call from Rachel. Uh, She told us what you did, Ross, and I don't want to play your song anymore. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. It was wonderful. It's pretty great, right? It was really, really good. It was really good. And then you cut to him in his apartment, and the DJ saying, you know, I'm going to play a song by people whose relationship could actually work out. You know, this person is really sorry they hit you with their car, and uh, hopes you'll forgive them. Yeah. And the song plays. (laughs) It's like, ah, that's great. Good stuff. That was funny. And that's how we end with... Everyone looking out of sad, rainy windows, contemplating their existence. Yep. Spoiler alert, not for the last time that they will use the looking out of rainy windows to express their their, their inner sadness. So it's like the same with every movie and TV show. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a very 90, 1990s thing to do. It makes you think of Home Alone. Throwback to the last episode when I mentioned Home Alone. Oh, really? They do it in Home Alone? Oh my god, so sad. When it's snowing, though, I dare say. No, 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 it's raining. It's it rains one. in Home Alone? In Home Alone Oh, Home Alone 2. Right. When he, like, he's looking out the window and he's like, good night, Mom. And then she's looking out the window and he's like, good night, Kevin. Oh, God. Tugs in my heartstrings. Yeah, well. Maybe take a little bit more care when you're boarding a plane. Man. Such a good movie. <clears throat> so the episode ends with the end credits. We get Monica going back for one more meeting with Michael McKean's character. Yes. He has a new pitch for her. Pistachios, <laughs> which is basically exactly the same taste 
as pistachios, but with fish fish guts. He fish said, parts. Uh, "No, he said it's made with fish bits." Fish bits, yeah, great. So what? he's like, "Yo, you want to try one?" And he's like, "Wait, do you have any allergies?" And she goes, "Well, I mean, I'm allergic to, to, to cat hair." He's like, "Oh, okay, no, never mind." Don't remember. <laughs> but like, what, what's he expecting to make out of pistachios? Like, what recipes are you coming up with for that? You just eat them, surely. Ah, uh, maybe crush them up. You know, there's like pistachio ice cream and pistachio yeah. coating on cheesecake so, or whatever. Who so knows? just do that. Like, you don't need a chef to come up with new stuff. If you're ripping off a food, just use it on the stuff that you're ripping off. See, see, I get mocklet because it's right. like a, a substitute, maybe a sugar-free or whatever maybe it is. Maybe a healthy option. Sure. But substituting fish for nuts? Like, they're protein. both protein. Yeah, both protein. But, but, but fish... Yeah, it, I think it's more like I don't. I think the writers were just trying to think of foodstuffs that have similar sounding names. Yeah. That also sound a little dis- disgusting. Yeah, they did a good job. They did. They Mission nailed accomplished. it. Yeah, good job. And that ended the episode, the one with the list. Did you enjoy it? Would you dare I say a classic episode? Oh, I don't give anything a classic rating. Was it worthy of the thirty-two point nine million viewers that it got? Yes. It was pretty good, right? It was a great episode. It was really funny. It had the ups and downs. It Mm -hmm. had a luck on... Yeah, it was good. Like, Chandler reading a short story, really funny. Phoebe's song about the the threesome, really funny. Monica's... The the, the triangle, not the threesome. Sure. Monica's (laughs) subplot with the mocklet, really funny. And then, with all of that going on, you have the the storyline part of it with Ross and Rachel that we've been waiting so long for. And you think, just when you think, they're going to get it together, they cruelly snatch it away from you. Yep. Good stuff, right? Yeah, it was great. Ah, can't wait for the next one. What is the next one? The next one, Elizabeth. Season 2, episode 9. It's the one with Phoebe's dad. (gasps) More layers of the Phoebe onion are going to be peeled away. Phoebe, yes. Phoebe's dad. Has she mentioned her dad before? I obviously know all about it, but I can't remember what she has said in the Friends universe. I I don't remember anything. I, I know. But she's very secretive, it seems. She's mentioned her parents before, though, right? Yeah. Stepdad in prison. Oh, God, I remember that. You don't? No. Mother? We'll leave it then. Because okay. It, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's clearly not been drilled home yet, but you'll, you'll get it anyway. I'm excited. Yeah, the one with Phoebe's dad. So we'll get to that. That will be the next one. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yes. Maybe we'll have sobered up for it in time. Maybe. No promises. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all, as always, for giving us a listen. We are Michael and Elizabeth from the Friends Till the End podcast, and we'll see you next time. If you want to help support the show, you can give us a follow on Twitter at FriendsPod. As always, if you want to just chat friends, that's the place to do it, or send a question for Ask Elizabeth, that is the place to do it. Uh, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, and on the Podomatic website. And if you want to help us reach a larger audience and support the show, then heading over to the iTunes website and leaving us a nice, friendly rating and review. That is a great way to help us reach a larger audience. So until next time, Elizabeth, I guess, I don't know, drink some water, try and lie down. And Hope the room I'm, doesn't spin for you. Dude, I'm on top of this podcast today. Yeah? Unlike you. You're oh. screwing things up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. that's right. That's I'm right. Sorry. Cry. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody.